Hello everyone, welcome back to a, a very special uh, emergency bonus episode of Uncanny Treks. Um, we're here to check in on the news from uh, San Diego Comic Con 2022. I believe it's the morning of the last day, which is the only time we could record this, so there might be some stuff announced uh, on the last day that uh, we obviously won't get to, and you know, given that there's like hundreds and hundreds of panels about dozens and dozens of uh you know franchises we won't cover everything we'll just cover stuff that i think we find particularly interesting especially as it relates to the main franchises on the show we cover here which is to say star trek and marvel and dc how you doing tonight matt doing all right yeah some really interesting trailers dropped at uh comic-con that's kind of what we're going to focus on first uh let's talk about that lower deck season three trailer bob yeah, man. You so you uh, you like the slower deck season three trailer? Oh yeah, the and the the joke at the end, Bob. That was the best part. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, still it for me. I get the feeling you're more hyped about this than you usually are about lower decks. It, it seems like. Well, yeah, and it's just the 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 comedy is just coming together. Like they they they've they've done a good job of keeping this. Like, I thought they're going to try to connect it to, you know, some regular canonical Trek and everything, but in a weird mm -hmm. way. But at the same time, it is a fucking cartoon, and it's hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually pretty funny. Um, I thought I'd run down uh, a few of the highlights, and we can maybe trade off with them from the trailer. I mean, there's obviously other stuff I didn't, I didn't capture in my two watches of it, but just, just a few highlights. So... We have Mariner doing Indiana Jones, or I guess Romancing the Stone, if you prefer the knockoff. Um, we see Mariner and Boimler hawking Starfleet at what appears to be a Ren Fair. That was uh, amusing. And then uh, we see uh, Captain Freeman in some sort of padded coffin detention. And then do you want to take over for a few of them? Yeah, and then we've got Tindy and Rutherford having dinner at Cisco's, uh, you know, the restaurant. I believe it's Louisiana, correct? Yeah, New Orleans. It's a yeah, New Orleans, yeah, yeah. Ben Sisko's dad's Creole restaurant in New Orleans. Right, and then you have like Rutherford wearing a Jake Sisko outfit, and uh, a couple of throwbacks to like the '90s uh, future wear that we've talked yeah, about on yeah. other podcasts. Yeah, um, very much so. Very much so. Very funny gag about a Mariner busting in on them <laughs> during their dinner at Sisko's, uh, while Boimler is drinking a girly drink. You got the Cerritos kind of escaping, like in us getting stolen in a Star Trek Three homage, which was pretty neat. But then you got these weird, evil ass clowns. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think there's. Well, I was about to say I don't think there's any uh, precedent for that. But what's the name of the guy who played Mister Green on Clue? Mister Green on Clue was. Uh... He's also the older brother on uh, Better Call Saul. He's he's a great actor. Uh, Michael something. Uh, God, what is it? Michael McKean. There it is. There it is. Yeah. I don't know. There, there is Michael McKean in Voyager who plays an evil clown. But these, oh, okay. these evil clowns don't don't look like uh, the, the Voyager evil clown. At least they didn't look like it to me. Uh, but then you have, uh, you know, after that, you have Dot Tiana taking a chainsaw of somebody's leg. It's been uh, apparently turned into some kind of evil alien. Yeah, yeah, with with the reassurance that they'll regrow him a new leg after she chainsaws it off. <laughs> Let's see, we've got Mariner doing an homage to the Haram first uh, J.J. Star Trek movie that um, 
like where they're like skydiving around uh, some sort of uh, some sort of at- atmospheric elevator. So that 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 was a weird little homage. I mean, I don't know. I hate the JJ movies and all their works, but I guess if you're gonna make fun of them, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really funny that like we associate any kind of like action out of the norm with JJ Trek. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it's not just that it's action. It's, like, literally, like, the same kind of set pieces in that first... Yeah, uh, she is, like, skydiving, I guess. Um, then we also have a Romulan Warbird. And then, Bob, what is a peanut hamper? I missed this part, apparently. You don't You don't remember peanut hamper? No, Bob. Uh, peanut hamper is the exocomp that, like, little sentient machine being, like, with, like, kind of boots and... You know, it kind of comes to a comes to a point. They've yeah, you know, they discover that they're sentient in the next generation, and then they have the exocomp uh, peanut hamper as an ensign on the Cerritos. But then she betrays them. Oh, I've I've completely forgot this, but yeah, that sounds somewhat familiar now. Yeah, yeah, and then we have the uh, we have the uh, ensigns and cetacean ops really getting angry at Boimler's lack of consideration when he dives into the cetacean ops pool with uh, dirty dirty shoes on. Really not cool, Boimler. He appears to be running for something. I hope it catches him. And then we have the hilarious DS Nine joke at the very end of it, which just cracked me the fuck up about slowly going around the station pylons as the music plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freeman wants Ransom and the bridge crew to kill time, and so they just reenact the DS9 opening <laughs> credits over and over again. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so we also, and this relates to Lower Decks a little bit, we, we learned a few facts about Strange New World Season 2. I don't think we know precisely when it's going to be back yet, but uh, next year it sounds like, though. And, uh, you know, it's way too soon to have a trailer, but... We did learn a few facts. You want to walk us through a few of those facts, Matt? Yeah, in Strange World Season 2, uh, it does sound like the Gorn are probably going to be the big bads for like the entire show, which is surprising considering you know the amount of... Uh, we're supposed to know about them at this point based on the timeline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the one hand, it doesn't seem surprising because they were the focus of two big episodes of Season 1. But on the other hand, you're right. It's like... I don't know how much more they can kind of do with the Gorn with the limitations canon puts on them. I mean, I'm eager to see them try, but it's just kind of, huh. Right. And over the weekend, uh, I watched, there was an interview with the, with the, uh, cast. Think about these Comic-Con interviews is that a lot of times, at least what I get from my websites and things is they're so damn short. Like they legit have like five or six people on a panel and they only interview for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming like other venues that the other uh, people at there at, at the Comic Con like also interview them as well. But I guess the time slot allotted to like I guess I look at like IGN and stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Maybe they only allot them so much time. I don't know how it works. But anyway, they uh, interviewed the guy that plays uh, Jim Kirk, and he flat out just says like, "Hey, listen, season two, I'm going to be playing a different Jim Kirk, not because." of like you know the, the feedback or anything because we've already re- did the season this is that's how it was expected to be i was supposed to act this way in season one because well, i hadn't met you mean the timeline change would influence <laughs> how an actor would play the character Matt? that's that's shocking that's shocking and yet so many haters on twitter seem oblivious to that fact 
Yeah, exactly, Bob. It's it's incredible like how dumb people are. It bothers me so much. But yeah, that that's the whole thing. And he, he flat out says that at the at the panel. And since all since I know that season two's already wrapped on production or uh, you know, uh, filming and he's already wrapped on filming, like I'm like, Well Oh, I I don't know that it has wrapped on filming. It has, yeah. They said oh, it okay, has. it has. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. and they were telling it. They were, yeah. It's gonna be early twenty twenty three probably when it comes out when it drops. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, what was the other thing they said? Uh, yeah, there was that, and then uh, they asked about uh, Talon if she's going to be back for season two, and she said flat out that like part of her whole her whole like arc is that she will return but it won't be like an immediate thing is what she said that they're going to follow through with the whole story of her finding the the girl's mom her parents oh okay Noonie and Singh yeah yeah Noonie and okay. Singh yeah so we're not yeah. Noonie and Singh okay that makes sense yeah because we were saying that in our coverage of the finale that on the one hand you could see her being back literally the next episode on the other hand you could see it you know taking like half a season or something right and then Pike flat out said, uh, Anson Mount said that Pike's kind of come to terms with his uh, his eventual death. So, oh, thank God! So you were right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was excited about that. It was, yeah, it was an interesting yeah. panel. They just confirmed a lot of what we've already said, but nothing like crazy big yeah, came out of it. Yeah. Well, the one thing we did learn that is a, a little wild is that in season two of Strange New Worlds, there's going to be a lower decks crossover. Um, it, it's not clear how they would do it. I mean, I guess they could do like combined animation and live action, but it, it kind of, the impression I got, and this is not like what they said, this is just the impression I got off of what they, what I read of what they said, but it kind of sounds like you would just get the voice actors for Boimler and Mariner, you know, to, to time travel to the enterprise and play it in live action. That was kind of the impression I got, but I'm not exactly sure that that's what they mean by the crossover. Yeah, I'm really afraid. I, I don't want like a Family Guy cutaway. <laughs> Just please don't do that. Actually, make it like essential to the plot. I don't know. I do have a. I do kind of have faith since these are like the two best of the new Trek shows. I do oh, have yeah. faith that they can pull it off. Yeah, well, the writers here, strong writing, they can come up with something creative and smart. Unlike what we're about to talk about next, which is Picard season three. Oh man. man, sounds like you were really down on the Picard season three trailer, Matt. Oh man, it was so cheesy and just, ugh. I mean, I did feel it, like. Did it give you a flashback to anything we regularly cover <laughs> these days, Matt? Yeah, it did kind of remind me of the whole Babylon Five season three intro that we've talked about a couple of times, and how like cheesy it is with like each person, and then they have their own little inspirational quote. Yeah, yeah. "Eh." They turn, yeah, in Babylon 5 in season three, everybody like turns and faces the camera or is already facing the camera and smiling. And then, yeah, here in the Picard season three trailer, it's just that with like all the next generation cast and Picard and Raffi and Seven, but they also get an inspirational little voiceover played over them looking at the camera, although more seriously than smiling in this this, uh, teaser. Yeah, it's really not doesn't look that great not too excited about it although other people are like flipping out so good for them i'm glad they can get excited about it but yeah it's kind of hard for me to be excited about anything uh, about picard after the first two seasons like i'll definitely watch it and i'm hopeful that i'll enjoy it but it's kind of hard to be excited you know yeah and 
It's also weird too, like they completely omitted Brent Spiner because Brent Spiner was like, I'm not going to play data again, but then they're going to have like, our, uh, get all the crew back together. <laughs> did you notice that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it did. It is kind of noticeable that he's not there. Although, I don't know. It's like, yeah, like God knows that. I, I thought the death in Picard, the the second death or third death, however many deaths it's been, whatever de the death of Data was in Picard season one was like really crappily handled. And I'm just kind of, I would just kind of be happy to like let that character rest, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just weird though. You're missing like a, an essential actor in your whole, you know. Lineup did they you kind of wasted him in the first season yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but but matt they had a three season plan <laughs> don't you know that because you know how much season one and season two tied together yeah, and yeah. how you know we can already see how much season one and season two will tie into season three did did they have one for jonathan frakes yeah okay i guess i missed that because i'm thinking back and i can remember the ones for everybody else, but the one f the one for Jonathan Frakes just didn't stick for me. Yeah, they had one for Jonathan Frakes. I I, I don't know about I don't know, I just don't know about Picard season three. Of course, I'm gonna watch it, but I'm probably gonna hate it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll try we'll try not to, but you know, <laughs> sometimes sometimes uh, it'd be like it is. Um, I guess a few facts we learned: uh, LaForge is a dad. Um, which, you know, overthrowing his, uh, his Jordy the incel persona from Next Gen, which is fine. Um, I, and I did just want to briefly complain about that uh, Seven's monologue just struck me as very stupid. Seven of Nine has never struck me as a character who's, like, very concerned with, like, an abstract notion of justice. Um, like, that's you never get that from her in Voyager at all. And, like, them doing that with her is, like, you know, this vigilante in Picard season one, even though like, I really like Jerry Ryan and I'm very happy to see her back. It's just, I don't know. It just, it just feels weird. It's like, I, who is this? But she's a ranger like Marcus Cole. <laughs> oh God. A Fenris ranger, Matt. I, I am. I will at least say that I am very pleased that seven and Musiker are going to be in season three. If I recall, it seems like the finale set it up where you could basically leave leave them out and so i'm glad they're not doing that yeah that is a good thing i mean i hate that a lot of those other characters we were introduced to were not going to be part of this but uh yeah it just seems like such a waste especially since relatively little got done with any of them in season two but yeah what can you do maybe they'll show up in other things and then uh there was an interview with gates uh is it mcfadden is that how you say mcfadden mcfadden something yeah. like that and um uh, patrick stewart and they didn't really tell us much other than uh, there's a possibility that Wesley may show up. Gates kind of uh, alluded to that. Oh, I thought I, I, I'd kind of thought that had been confirmed, but that's just my vague sense of things. Oh. Uh, so I'm, I, I, I didn't want to touch on it because it depresses me so much. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just depress you, Bob. Just letting you know Wesley will be there. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I knew it was uh, almost certain, especially when his little cameo in the season two finale is like Star Trek Doctor Who. God, I hate him. Uh, yeah. All right. Do you want to you want to turn to somewhat happier things, Matt? Oh, yeah. OK, so we've got X-Men 97, Bob. Uh, got our first look at some of the like some stills from it. Well, really just character designs. And 
you know, everybody looks pretty good. They look like they're supposed to. I didn't really have any issue. They look a little like younger. Some of the characters I noticed Rose yeah. looks younger in the face. Like they made her look. They they uh, what do you call it? They did something to her face that makes her just look mm. more looks her look younger. Yeah, I mean, I I was very happy for this because I'm, I'm of course happy for this show to come next year. But I, I don't know, but it felt a little slight to me as announcements go. Like it's just like, yeah, here here are pictures of characters and they look very much like <laughs> they did on the original show with mild improvements or modifications. It was just like, like okay, you got anything else for me though? And I mean, maybe that's just because I'm not as you could better Bob. Is that what you're saying? You're saying you could Photoshop a, a picture of a bunch of characters inside? <laughs> like here's three stills. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm. I'm not, despite the fact that I'm really trying to get you to read uh, read comics visually when we read comics, I'm not that visual of a person either. And so I don't know. It's just like, okay, here's three distant stills with you can mostly see the character designs. It's just like, I don't know. Could you tell me a little more? <laughs> but Bob, they changed Storm's hair. Isn't that enough for you? I, I honestly did not notice until you told me that, which is oh. maybe, maybe, maybe a comment on me. Um, yeah. I, the one person they did change, Matt, they changed Magneto. He's he's really in that '80s costume. It, it's looking fine. I, I I think I read someone say that he's apparently going to be leading the X Men in the series. Well, yeah, because I think in the season finale, didn't Xavier take off or something like that? I, I I don't know. I never made it to the season finale. Oh, yeah. Join us on Patreon for our coverage of X Men '92 yeah. versus Young Justice when Bob can discover that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we are there are some characters that I don't. I don't think we saw them in the original. One of them was Sunspot. If we saw him, it was probably like in the, you know, like a cameo with X-Force, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. But we did notice that they, they brought back Morph. Morph is looking really different. He doesn't have hair, but that's about all they had. The only real difference. He, he looks like halfway between like healthy Morph and whacked out Morph, I would say. Yeah. Kind of gave me vibes from... Uh, Age of Apocalypse morph. Oh, yeah, yeah. No cape, but yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, we had Cable's back, of course. Well, you know, you can't bring X-Men 97 back. I, I, mean, X -Men. I mean, maybe if it were X-Men 2000, 2001, you couldn't have Cable, <laughs> but if it's still in the 90s, you got to have Cable. You also probably got to have Bishop and Forge, although not as not as pressingly as having Cable. No. But then, Bob, we get Nightcrawler, which I'm excited about. We, we are going to see possibly the return yeah. of Nightcrawler, which is nice, because he didn't. He only had, I think, two appearances in the original. Yeah, so all six of those guys are kind of standing by themselves. So do you think that means that they're just going, they're also going to be team members, some of them? Or are they just going to be, like, you know, occasional guest stars? Are they possibly even a rival team? Although they don't really have a team energy to them, so I don't know. I I'm thinking they're just guest stars. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm thinking too. Yeah, that was the you'll, guest star slide. Yeah, I, I think you'll be uh, you'll be. Can, I almost hope that they'll continue the tradition of just random guest stars who then don't join the X Men for no reason, uh, continuing our greatest childhood frustration with the X Men '92 show. Well, I'm sure they will. That they're not going to join. It's it's ridiculous. You would think they would do that. Um, yeah. Now, then we have the vil villain slide. Yeah. And then Bob, tell me about some of these villains. Because like, out of who is this person? This girl on the far left, the blonde girl. Uh, Val Cooper. She's um, she's around sometimes, and how much she's a villain kind of depends. But 
usually she's like the government liaison uh, for the mutants. Um, and so sometimes she's kind of shown as an ally and helpful. Sometimes she's shown as like actively conspiring with Gyrick and the Sentinels. Um, it, it sounds like the Sentinels are going to be a pretty heavy part of X-Men 97. Um, if you remember like government X factor in the nineties, like Val Cooper was often like the director of that. Okay. But she, yeah. she's in the, she's in the main uncanny X-Men book and, um, in the eighties here and there. And then like she, you know, they just did a, I think they just did a big plot where she's a villain in the run right before Hickman took over. So it, 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 it go, you know, it changes. Her appearance was kind of random. I was like, okay, next to her is Mr. Sinister. Then like Callisto, Sebastian Shaw, and Emma Frost. So I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am excited to see uh, X-Men 97 Mr. Sinister refracted through like Kieran Gillen and Jonathan Hickman's version of Mr. Sinister. I think that'll be very funny. I, I assume that's what they'll do. Maybe I'm wrong, but I assume that's what they'll do. And then, you know, it'll be cool to see some more of the Hellfire Club. Um, you know, on the one on the one hand, it's you kind of want to see like Emma Frost make a face turn, but you know, it's you know, that's not what she was doing in the series. So I can understand that they might not want to reflect the face turn she made in the 90s. Right. And, you know, this was pretty much like the most exciting announcement for us as far as, uh, you know, what's going on with Comic-Con with Marvel and uh, Disney. But I did want to touch real quick on some of the films that are coming out. For, for a minute, I thought you were about to say uh, the most exciting one in general, and I was about to get very angry. Nice. <laughs> Then you caveated it. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah. But they uh, they did announce like several films. They also decided to distinguish between phases one through three and phases uh, four, five, and six, I believe. Uh, I, all I heard was them talking about four and five. I didn't hear them talking about six. Okay, maybe not six, but all I know is phases one through three are, are basically the... Uh, Infinity Saga is what's supposed to be referred to as, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, and then four and five are supposed to be the multiverse saga? Yeah, that... yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, so we have a distinction between them now, and apparently the multiverse saga is coming to an end uh, with, I believe it's called, eh, shit. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda, or no, not the whole thing. So I don't think we necessarily, or I guess we do know everything. So the last Phase 5 movie is Thunderbolt. Or no, no, actually you're right, you're right, I was wrong. It goes into Phase 6, and so Phase 6 opens with the Fantastic Four, and then you have two Avengers movies. One's called the Kang Dynasty, one's called Secret Wars. Uh, Fantastic Four will be out at the end of 2024, and the two Avengers movies will be out in 2025. Yeah. Well, for all that, we do have uh, a movie no one really gives a shit about. Uh, Quantum Mania, the Ant-Man movie. I, I would say I'm much more likely to see Ant-Man and Wasp uh, 2 than I am a lot of this other stuff. This is number three. <laughs> uh, well, well, it's Ant-Man 3, but it's Ant-Man and Wasp number two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Really? You make a distinction. Yeah. Well, Matt, you're the one who gets really, really angry when I use numbers, so I'm trying to be very precise on the numbers for you. Well, you've got Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which is Agatha from WandaVision. Yeah, but you're you're switching over to a miniseries now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at, and uh, you've got the Marvels. 
Which is a movie. Yeah. Blade. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of excited about that one. That one could be fun. I'll probably watch both of those. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm excited about either. I'm a little annoyed. I mean, I, I love Wesley Snipes' Blade. I'm a little annoyed they recast it. Although, you know, I get it. Yeah, it's been like a hundred years. Uh, Captain hey man, America. I know. I know Wesley Snipes needs the money. Well, you also know Disney can, uh, you know, de-age anybody they want. Uh, <laughs> Captain America, Bob, New World Order. <laughs> And so that's going to be like a Falcon movie, is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Daredevil Born Again. Which, that's going to be a very, very long TV show. 18, 18 episodes, episodes, Bob. 18 Ooh. episodes. What the hell are they thinking? <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, people love that Charlie Cox Daredevil, man. I guess that's what they're thinking. Somebody made a funny joke. They're like, Daredevil on the CW. <laughs> like... <laughs> all right yeah then you got you got a show called echo coming out bob this was an interesting one this one's about yeah the um shit what's his name about clint bart echo echo yeah i don't know who the fuck echo is oh she's um she starts off as like a daredevil supporting character but then she kind of broadens out and like gets involved with the avengers currently she's the host of the phoenix um She's uh, well, damn, she's Native American. She's deaf. She's not. She's not bad as characters go. Okay. Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Three. Yeah, Which... yeah. I do have. I do have a few observations about that teaser when we when we're done. Over. Go, go ahead. Go ahead and talk about. Go ahead and talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Bob. Okay. Uh, so we have a gold skin priestess played by Elizabeth Debicki. She's teasing Adam Warlock. Apparently, Adam Warlock will be in the movie. Um, you know, that's big for people who really like the Marvel cosmic stuff. Um, they are teasing that we're going to see a lot more of Sylvester Stallone's team, the Ravagers. It seems like they're going to be doing a heist. And then, uh, I didn't notice any evidence of this in the trailer, but apparently the high evolutionary will also be a villain in guardians of the galaxy volume three. So I don't know. It looks fun. I, yeah. that's the one, that's the only one I would say I'm like affirmatively excited about. Well, Bob, after that, you've got Ironheart to look forward to. Hey man, it's <clears throat> she's fine as a character. I mean, I, I've 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 read uh, her run that Bendis did. It's it's fine. I don't love it, but I don't dislike That's it. F- female Iron Man, right? Isn't that who it is? Yeah, yeah. It's a, a young a young girl named Riri Williams who takes over for Iron Man while he's uh, dead or something. Okay, you've got Loki season two. I will say Ironheart is the worst name for a character. They should have they should have come up with something that was a little better for a name for her. It really is. Sounds like something like a Japanese RPG or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, Loki season two, which I will not watch just as I did not watch season no. one. Then we've got Secret Invasion. Which sounds like it's just going to be the Nick Fury show. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's been coming a long time. Too. <clears throat> like, I feel like this is something that probably could have come out like two or three years ago. <laughs> with everything that... They really didn't yeah. plan it up with all the post credit shit. All right, they got Thunderbolts, <laughs> Fantastic Four, and then the two Avengers movies, Bob, at the very end that are going to be like almost back-to-back coming out the same year. Yeah, yeah, because didn't we have to wait a year in between the Avengers 3 and Avengers 4? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, Bob, is this going to be the uh, the phase that kills the Marvel thing? Um, I mean, it could be. I, 
It could be. I don't if it if it does, I don't think that'll be a commentary on the quality of the phase. I think it'll just be a quality on the exhaustion of the endless stream of content. I just feel like we're going into the most obscure characters possible. <laughs> we're gonna run out of stuff to do. <laughs> well, they, I mean they already made Guardians of the Galaxy a hit, right? Yeah, but even with Guardians of the Galaxy three, I know you're excited for it, but I'm just kinda like, eh, another one. Well, I mean partly that's that they they just took too damn long to put yeah. it out, right? Like um yeah, no, it's six years in between the <clears throat> in between number three and number two. That's that's a little long, it's right? It's a long time. It's a very long time. Um but yeah. So that's what's coming out in Marvel, Bob. Uh it's a lot like of stuff, a, man. A lot of lot of shit they dropped on us yesterday. Alright, what about D C? Um what there there wasn't all that much about D C. I mean the main this is not the news that anybody else will take away uh, excitedly, but the main news for me was they announced the Legion of Superheroes animated movie in 2023, which is, uh, I'm, I've got a little bit of mixed feelings about. One hand, I like love the Legion. I want the Legion to uh, be around and prosper, so I'm glad. But on the other hand, uh, those DC animated movies are real hit and miss. So, uh, you know, I, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll give it a chance, Bob. We're going to give it a chance. Yeah. Uh, I'm still hoping that HBO Max is going to go ahead with this uh, with this Legion of Superheroes cartoon series that they've been talking about. I I was listening to an interview with Brian Bendis and he like submitted like a third draft of the pilot to to HBO Max the other week. So that's so I guess in too early of a phase to get announced at San Diego if it's going ahead. You think like Brian Bendis gets pissed like when he has to go back and do like rewrites? Like, submit the third uh, draft. If he does, he's he's enough of a He's enough of a pro and a hype man to not let it show in the interview. That's not to say that. That's not to say he doesn't feel that. It's just he's he, like he damn. He it. seems to he seems to think it's just part of the process, right? Yeah, I hope so. That's that's pretty cool. I guess that's the yeah. difference like being a professional writer and being like just Joe off the street. I feel like they they would be like coming at me able stuff to change, and I'd be like, Ugh, "Fuck you! I'm not doing this." <laughs> <laughs> write your own stupid show yeah and then they do I've got a little bit of mixed feelings about the Bendis show too because it's like on the one hand I like Bendis and on the other hand I like the Legion but I haven't loved Bendis writing the Legion in the comics and so I'm not sure that I'm going to love him writing them for a, a for a you know a, a cartoon on HBO Max either well HBO Max seems to disagree with you Bob and they're going to let him pump out the show well, we don't know if they are yet. They they might. They might. And the two and the two of us are going to watch it and we're going to review yes. it. And then yes, we will for the whole one season at last and then good. Hey, hey, hey. It's going it, to it'll it'll make it at least two seasons. All right, Bob. Now we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, it's called Comic-Con. So, you know, we got to talk comic books. Even though that's really not, hasn't been the highlight of any of these comic cons for years at this point. I mean, it's the highlight. It's the highlight for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, give us some comic book news, Bob. What, what we um, so, Marvel by far, by far, by far had the bigger news because uh, DC uh, just can't do anything right and hasn't been able to do anything right for years. It seems like. Uh, but this is only a few of the things. There's other things Marvel announced. This is just the stuff I care about. Um, the three big things are number one, uh, Jason Aaron has been writing Avengers for since 2018. It's a massive uh, run. I've slowed down on liking it a little because it's gone heavily multiverse. 
and I'm not a big multiverse guy, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of in recognition of the multiverse saga, I guess. But he is bringing it towards a climax that's going, the climax is going to start at the end of this year. Um, so I am looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I'm hoping I enjoy the whole thing. If, if I don't, I'll have to sell like the 10 trade paperbacks I've already collected. So we'll see. Looking forward to that. Um, even bigger news, uh, John Hickman, um, who I uh, deeply love uh, from his work on Fantastic Four Avengers and his just wrapped up work on X-Men, he's uh, coming back. He's reuniting with the Italian artist Valerio Schitti, who uh, drew Inferno, which was the climax to Hickman's X-Men run. And they are teasing a new mystery series. Uh, Hickman described it as Marvel Sandman. The logo looks very cosmic but we don't really know anything else other than that. He has said it won't be mutant related, although some people are speculating that it may take up some of the artificial intelligence themes that House of X and Powers of Ten um, explored and that we reviewed on this podcast, but in a yet unreleased episode. Nice. The name of that artist yeah. is Valerio Shitty. That, that would suck to have that name. I, I think you're just being provincial. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, the third and final piece of news for Marvel comic that I thought was neat is that uh, Trad Moore, who drew an amazing uh, Silver Surfer mini called Silver Surfer Black, he's going to return and draw, write and draw this time, a psychedelic Doctor Strange miniseries. So I am very stoked for that. Nice. Then uh, the DC right. Comics have anything to drop, Bob? Uh, I really had to search for it, Matt. I really had to search for it. Um, but because they, they were very front forward about like Dark Crisis news. But I, I think I speak for both of us when I say we don't care about Dark Crisis. Nope. Nope. The eighth um, crisis. The eighth. the eighth crisis. The eighth crisis. Crisis eight, maybe. Crisis eight. Which, oh God, what are they going to do when they get to Crisis 10 in two years? Crisis X. Crisis X. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll do it a homage to Crisis on Earth Ten and have like have like you know them doing World War Two and Nazis and stuff. That might be that might be amusing, That's but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It it might happen. They uh, you know never forget Crisis on Earth X or Crisis on Earth Ten, Matt. But anyway, uh, in DC comic news, the only two things I thought really stood out again because I don't care about Dark Crisis are we we already knew this basically. Um, we were getting a Batman Incorporated series this fall it's going to be written by ed brisson who's a pretty solid writer i've enjoyed both his creator own stuff and his stuff for marvel uh, his comic sheltered is particularly good um and it's going to be drawn by john timms who i'm not familiar with and the batman inc lineup uh i think we basically knew this but we got confirmation that it's going to be Ghostmaker and clown hunter who are the uh, two new characters we met in the James Tinian run, who I think Matt has a strong anti-Ghostmaker and strong anti-Clown Hunter feelings. Is that right? Yeah, I don't, I don't care for either of them. These, oh, these I, are the like, guys that I are like going to comprise. Both. These are guys that are going to comprise the Batman Incorporated. Correct? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. And I, okay, I, I like I like both Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter a fair bit. Um, and then basically we're going to get versions of Batman Inc. that we've already seen in like the Grant Morrison run. So. Mr. Unknown from Japan, the Dark Ranger from Australia, Gaucho from Argentina, Knight from England, Man of Bats and Raven Red, who are from the Lakota tribe, Knight Runner, who's from France, 
wingman who's from Sweden and uh, a new character they just introduced in an annual, I think a couple of weeks ago, uh, Grey Wolf from Chechnya. So that's your that's your new Batman Incorporated lineup. Yeah. And then the other thing they announced, also a Batman series, um, is that Tom King is returning to Gotham City uh, with Phil Hester as his artist. And Phil Hester's a great artist. You uh, probably remember him from doing Green Arrow Quiver, which was a terrible series but had great art. And um, they're doing a six-issue miniseries that stars Slam Bradley, and it's called Gotham Year One. So, you know, it's going to be, why is Gotham such a crooked city, et cetera, et cetera. I'm looking forward to that. I, I like old Tom King. I definitely like Phil Hester's art. Well, sometimes Tom King misses, but usually you don't miss. So I I'm looking forward to it. Slam Bradley. Oh, God. Slam Bradley rules. Stop, stop talking like an asshole. <laughs> you, never, you never read Brubaker's Catwoman, did you? I did, yeah, actually. Oh, okay. yeah, I had several. You read that. Traits. You read that. And you're still going to come here and disrespect Slam Bradley. Uh, it's, it's just the name, which cracks me up every time I hear it. All right, and so it's, it's, he was created by the same people who created Superman. Yeah, it's true. They didn't yeah, sue him. Yeah. To... <laughs> well, then I I only have a, a melancholy note uh, to close out on, Matt. Do you have a, any happier other things you want to note before I close this out on a melancholy note? Not really. Uh, we didn't really cover anything in the DCEU, but there was another Black Adam trailer that looked just like the other Black Adam trailer. And Yeah, uh, and that, pointedly that... no news about The Flash. Pointedly. <laughs> yeah, I think that was about it. <laughs> yeah, man, DC just, like, why are They're they so trying. bad at everything? Why are they so bad at everything, Matt? Just it's not trying. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Um, yeah, so the under the no news is bad news. Uh, there's no news about a Young Justice season five, which I, it's probably a bad sign uh, for if we're gonna get a Young Justice season five. Um, which you know, Young Justice season four, like the end is a solid end, so I don't think you'll be displeased when we get to it, Matt. And I also think that some of the directions that they were teasing at the end of season four that they were going, I'm not saying they wouldn't have done them well, but I'm saying they would have been hard to do well. So. Yeah. I'm not necessarily super torn up that it's not going to be renewed. But on the other hand, I really like the show. It's astonishingly good. I think it's, you know, up there with the, the classic 90s DC animated universe stuff. And so, you know, if it's if it's finally coming to an end after, you know, like, what, like so many years, like 12, 13 years and four seasons, then that that's interesting. It's sad. Yeah, I mean, it is sad there's no news about it, but you never know. I, I guess, I, I figured the popularity on HBO Max would have pushed a, a season five to be greenlit, but... I, they haven't pushed it hard on HBO Max is the thing. It kind of makes me angry. Like, I don't even think... I think they made it like a headline feature when it came back for season four, but they didn't make it one when, like, they came back from the break. And it, it's not very, when you look, uh, at least whenever I look around like the DC hub on HBO Max, it's not very prominently displayed. Hmm. Well, here's hoping they renew it. If not, we'll start a, uh, a, a Kickstarter or a Go, <laughs> GoFundMe. <laughs> are, are, are we going to grift off that or are we just going to send the money to Warners? Oh, we'll grift off it, Bob. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean... Duh. Okay. We'll both, take, we'll, both, we'll, we'll both take salaries and then try to uh, get jail. Just yeah, I mean, it, we, we both need very substantial salaries to coordinate sending this money to Warner <laughs> Brothers. 
And also, we need to build up a legal defense fund for when uh, Warners or whoever owns them sues our ass. That's an <laughs> it's an important to have a legal defense fund in place. Yeah, our show is not, our show is a little different. Our show is going to be called Adolescent Justice. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah. You see, it's so th- that's that's got like connotations that I'm I I don't know that we want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> all right well this has been our uh, special little check-in episode on uh, san diego uh if we didn't cover uh dungeons and dragons or transformers and you're sad well i'm sorry and uh if you know there's huge huge earth-shattering news announced uh today sunday and you know obviously we didn't cover that either i'm sorry but uh it, it was fun checking in with you matt um i am bob in cascadia that is matt in the southland have a good night everybody thanks for listening